Welcome to The Pew, the place where everyday guys talk about everyday things in front of the one person who can do something about it, Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, just a guy in the pew, John Edwards. Welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards, and here to my right this week is Victor Adams. Right here. Yep, he's hey. here. And he's and on the right. We got, we got someone awesome here today. We, we do, we do. He is on my left. He upseated you. He moved you out of the way, <laughs> over to the right. I'll said, move anytime. He said, <laughs> "Move over." The business is here. That's, That's what right. he said. I have my friend, dear friend Bill Donahue here today with us. And excuse my voice. I've been hanging out with Bill for a day and a half, and we've Hooten had a long time. Hooting and hollering. We had a date night last night where we're not Bill's each other. To, we have no, wives. no, no. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Good clarification yes. there. We uh, we had <laughs> couples from around the diocese come together to celebrate the gift of marriage. Bill came in, gave a great talk. We had a band play, and so we uh, we all had a little fun last night. And then Bill uh, spoke at our church, Victor, um, this morning to a bunch of men about reclaiming our identity. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, man, you're one of my favorite people in the world. You know that. Uh, you know, Bill works at the Theology of Body Institute. Uh, I met him through working at Cardinal Studios. Those who have followed the show, we've talked about Rise and Strive and things like that before. And Bill has just been such an integral part of that. He's written the, uh, you know, co-authored Rise and, and helped uh, underwrite Strive and just brought the gift of theology of the body to that and particularly into my life. So it is just, it's a day I've waited for for a long time for you to be here with us. Mm. So thank you for being here. Yeah, my pleasure, John. It's been a gift. It's also a gift having Rebecca down. Sure. And the two of us just meeting you and Angela and hanging out a little bit. Yeah. You know, doing the work, but also just enjoying the company you know? that's right it's been great it's been great it's been a dream come true so thanks for being here and, and i'm glad you got to meet victor you know victor's kind enough to to uh ride this train no matter where it's going <laughs> Most of the time, first so. class bit you know first class tickets all i asked there, oh, there you go you i got gotta it, say that doesn't it. feel like a train after that musical interlude i feel like we're in a pickup truck just hauling oh, through some field it's wonderful isn't yeah, it so it's been good i want to kick open the door to the place when it comes on like yeah we're here <laughs> right but now what i want to talk to you about today is you know we we talk a lot about masculinity i mean that's what rise is for you know for men to understand like their identity is beloved son and how to become the husband brother father son that we're called to be mm-hmm. and then strive you know all of those things deal with where we are as men and one of the things I love about you is you take this huge theology of the body, and you can break it down any way from Sunday. You do it so well, but you're always like, "I'm supposed to be a gift." Mm. Like that, that's what it's about. Like to sum it up, it's gift. Mm. Like no matter where you are in your life, who's in front of you, it's it's. I am not here for myself. I'm here for others. Yeah. And as men, we can struggle with that, right? Because being a gift doesn't sound very manly, right? Like we want to go chop a tree down, or like build something, or like take something from someone else, you know, in this day and age, especially, mm. but like break that down a little bit. Like the, the idea of masculinity and how we can live that masculinity, what true masculinity is, you know, we have all these cultural figures and these, these comic book characters and these massive men and mm-hmm. MMA is popular and all of these, like go, go be forceful and, and bring, I, I really want to talk down and break, you know, talk about and break down just this idea of how masculinity is, is, is being like Christ. Like, yeah like sacrificing and laying down your life for another. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, sure. Gosh, I mean, first off, Theology of the Body, for those, uh, you've addressed it, I'm sure, in other episodes, but mm-hmm. I could do a micro version of what that is, sure. kind of enter in, and then talk about um, talk about this idea of gift. So I encountered the teaching myself long, long time ago. It was 80, 1986, yeah. um, maybe before some of you were born, your listeners. I um, think I was like two, but no, I'm just kidding. kidding. It's fine. <laughs> but... What, what really struck me about John Paul II's thought is like he, first off, 
he's full of wonder. Yeah. John Paul II, this enigmatic figure, was a poet, a playwright, a lover of creation, right? A skier, um, and just just a beautiful man who mo- was moved by beauty. Yeah. And his theology of the body was born out of wonder. I mean, he looked at creation and saw all of it speaking of God. Like everything is sacramental, lowercase s, right? Like yeah. we got the big we got the big seven sacraments. And uh, then we have like everything else that's created is literally a sacrament or sacramental. Like we look at a person, what's a sacrament? Um, actually, give me the definition of a sacrament. One of you guys, come on. Go ahead, Victor. You're Show the studious off. one. What is a sacrament? <laughs> you can Outward do sign of God's grace. Outward sign, something visible, physical, right? That communicates something invisible or spiritual. So John Paul II was captivated by this, that everything speaks, everything sings, everything pulsates with the presence of God every material thing and he saw all of creation showing God's attributes of power beauty you know the wonder of it all uh, and then he saw the person as the climax of it all. so when we look at man and woman we're seeing the face of God yeah which is so awesome so theology of the body becomes this wonder walk through the supermarket the gas station the classroom the home and all around us all the time are these miracles that this is literally the face of God in my life in my, right before me. So with that sense of wonder, you realize that it's all gift. Right, yeah. Right, that we didn't create or earn ourselves. And so our posture, John Paul II's posture coming into really his own life and giving us theology of the body is just drink. Yeah. Don't, don't think so much as just first drink. Receive life. Take a deep breath. Everything around you is a gift. And when you live and you marinate in that kind of posture of receptivity, we call it the Marian posture, like our lady. Sure, yeah. Man, I mean, what does Mary do in the, in the gospel? She treasures all these things in her heart, right? She con- contemplates and treasures all these things happening in her life in her heart. So a man should do this first. We shouldn't jump to the action. We should first do the reception. Right? That, it's a contemplation before too, we move. Though. It is hard because yeah. it goes against the grain of in a fallen world where we're all struggling to, to proclaim our identity by what we can do. You know, I'm, I'm masks, capable. Yeah. yeah, we've got masks that, like, I'm successful. You know, I, whatever. There's a million masks we can put on. Sure. But it's all, it's all useless. <laughs> <laughs> it's all useless, and it's, it's going to come crumbling down at some point. Well, uh, and it's the frustration, right? Like, we all know that we're broken. We all know that what we see on Facebook is, is not always the, the truth of it's life. It's filtered, cropped. Right. Yeah. And yet, we all know it, but yet we still apply ourselves to it like we don't we don't break free we all know that everybody has got this Mm. protection and this falsehood about them and we build we spend so much time building up this exterior of what we want people to see Mm -hmm. instead of just letting them in right because as men we're supposed to be this just you know or what we've been taught yes is we're supposed to be these just this wall like this impenetrable place yeah of of support and and solitude and and protection, but it, it's just disoriented. But very right? stoic as well, like yeah. unemotional. Yeah, yeah, yeah it can come off that way. And maybe right. you know, and going back, and may, you know, and may I think things are shifting here and there. But going back, I look at my mm-hmm. grandfather, who was this rock, this stoic sure. rock, who didn't share emotion. And my all the, the ten siblings, my aunts and uncles, my father, they're still dealing with the ramifications of that yeah. stoicism, that coldness, that lack of affectivity. That, that's not the full definition of masculinity, right? So this whole idea of first letting yourself be moved by gift, by the gift mm-hmm. and the beauty all around you. Can I do an Avengers Endgame shout out? Please, I got, please. I got to talk about this. this has been on my heart. Yeah. We talked about it this morning with the yeah, men's group. Sure. There's some, and spoiler alert, if you're not a Marvel fan, you have a Marvel wound, you know, we'll pray for you. But 
at the end of Endgame, this is a big spoiler alert. Captain yeah. America. Captain America has been the symbol of integrity, right? Faithfulness, sure. doing the right thing throughout the whole uh, you know epic saga of all these films. The final battle is like all hell's breaking loose. Everyone's been knocked out. The lone man standing is Captain America, and mm-hmm. the enemy Thanos is broken his sword this this shield, shield rather yeah. this shield that's been a symbol of integrity is disintegrated it's in fragments cap stands up it's all held it's the apocalypse he's bleeding all he's bleeding he's yeah. beat up no one's everybody he's the last man standing he takes the broken shield and he pulls the leather strap and gets yeah. up and i gotta tell you i was so juiced well, at that theater, moment I'm screaming I was oh in there. we were we, we saw it opening yeah. weekend my wife and i um i love her for many reasons one of them is because she loves marvel too yeah. But Rebecca and I are sitting there and we're just like, oh my gosh, to the very end. And that's what, you know, our masculinity is fired up by that. We get this surge of like, even if we're, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. if that's the last thing you would be doing is holding a shield on a battlefield. Right. Maybe if that's out of your, you're living vicariously like, yes, I yeah. want to be that kind of guy. Now, here's the amazing thing for me that, that blew my mind when we saw Endgame. Cap stays faithful to the end, and then he gets the support of his brothers. The Avengers mm-hmm. appear out of nowhere, and boom, it's amazing. Yeah. But what happens at the end of that film absolutely stunned me. At one moment, he says, you know, he has to go back in time sure. and restore the stones, and he says, you know, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going back. And there's a person in Cap's life, a woman, Agent Carter. Right? Yeah, yeah. And she moved his heart when he was a young man. He goes back and stays in the past. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, he, they, Leaves they flat, all the bravado, yeah, all of that. He, yeah. t- he takes, he puts the shield down, and you know when he does this time travel thing, suddenly he reappears. They see sitting on a bench, um, off by the side of a lake, an old man, mm-hmm. a thin, weathered old man, and they walk up to him, and it's Cap, and he's wrinkled and vulnerable and gray, mm-hmm. and it was such a moment of apparent weakness, right? Like, where's Cap? Where's the muscles? And on his left hand, you see a gold band, a wedding band, and they yeah. said, "What happened, Cap?" Well, I thought I'd try some of that life Tony was always trying me to tell me to find. Yeah. He went back, and the film ends with a flashback to him dancing with his beloved, right? She and he in a beautiful embrace with the music playing. To me, that was the moment where he was the strongest. Sure. Cap was the strongest when he became vulnerable and realized this gift, and it, it reset his whole life. Yeah, and all those you know, as an older man with the wrinkles and the worn down, that was even more beautiful than the the virility we saw in the battlefield. Sure, because he found himself by this beautiful gift of himself. I just thought, wow! And millions upon millions of people are seeing this icon of masculinity. Yeah, suddenly surrendering such beauty to femininity, and I think you guys could say the same, right? Yeah, hopefully they could re- they recognized. It, yeah, that, that, that I, there's I can be so much more when I let go of all the bravado mm-hmm. and all the. T- I can be much more, and it's it's being loved. Well, that and that's the thing. That's it's so interesting. You you mentioned that because we've talked about it before. Yeah. And the thing is, like, we get so riled up with those moments because we we were looking for something. We have this this calling from our hearts that we don't understand. Like, there's got to be more. We want more. And the thing is, we think, okay, I, I want to live vicariously through this video game, mm-hmm. or I want to live vicariously through this character on the screen. But yet, the greatest hero that ever lived said you know lay down your life for a friend you have an opportunity to do that every second of every day for anybody your wife your children and we don't jump at that opportunity we mm. don't realize that we we're looking for this grandeur you know this way of uh, this, this gigantic heroic way to mm. live mm-hmm. but really it's in those small moments it's in the gift of that 
interaction with your children, with your wife, with people at work, with the, the person that cuts you off on the way to work, you know, instead of giving the guy the, you know, the the middle, you know, hell, you know, whatever sign, <laughs> finger, and just saying like, you know what, I don't know where that guy's going. I don't know if he lost his job and he's late for another interview. I don't know if he's got a relative in the hospital, but I'm going to pray instead of being aggressive. And, and we have that opportunity and it just, it blows my mind now because of knowing you and, and the teaching that we've 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 done through rise and all these things together that we're looking for these ways but god has laid it in front of us he said like lay down your life yeah. like just give of yourself every moment and you can have that feeling you can be that hero in your life every moment what you're talking about john i think is the gift of john paul's theology of the body is this sacramental vision and what you just yeah. said is the sacramental vision it's like x-ray vision yeah that what you just said you see this person i don't know their story but i know there's a story sure and in, in a culture of conflict right now where just everything's a trigger, everything we say is taken the wrong way, we're upset, we're labeled as bigots or haters or narrow-minded or sure. archaic, you got to look through it. You got to see the person and receive their wounds, receive their anger. I mean, I think the new evangelization, it's funny, it's its a lot less talking as it is its presence. Sure. And it's being a bit of the, the sponge maybe that's here mm-hmm. to soak up this angst because in all honesty, most people just... They haven't been told the fullness of the truth, right? The blueprints have been right. shredded by this culture. And it's uh, for us to be able to present those blueprints again, it's got to be in our flesh. It's on our body. It's on our eye contact. Yeah. It's in our attentive ear. Um, and that's, that's one of my favorite it. things that you say is we got to move it from the head to the heart. Yeah. And with men, we want to analyze everything, right? Like there's a problem. I'm going to fix it. I got to do this, 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 this. Give me a hammer, a nail, and a chisel. All right. You know, that's it. And, but it's got to be more than that. It's got to be to the heart. And that's where men struggle, right? Because that means we got to open up. That means we got to pull that scab back. And whether that's with our wife and a wound we may have had somewhere else or our children, but we have to open ourselves up. And, and you know, you mentioned this, this whole, we got to watch what we say in the culture these days. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why so many men, I think there's a desire there in their heart to live that true man, masculinity. Like I know what is good and true and beautiful and I want to bring it to the world, but I'm afraid of the repercussions of, of being vocal or, and that's the beauty of living it in your life. You know, we think we got to go out there and get on a milk crate and have a, the world's ending and you're going to hell if you don't listen to me right now, son, you know, a big sandwich board that says, you know, you're not going to like what I have to say, but it's, it's really in how we live our lives. And, and that is why I'm such a big fan of yours because yeah, you can tell all that you can, you can quote every saint and, and John Paul II and just all everything that you have that you've learned. But at the end of the day, it's not what you say to me. It's how you live your life. Mm-hmm. And like I, I tell people that all the time. Like, well, John, who do you who do you find enjoyment in, in in listening to or watching? And I say without a doubt, like Bill Donahue, because I'll turn on Facebook and I'm having a terrible day, or I'm I'm feeling pity, you know pitiful for myself. I'm having pity on myself. Well, it didn't go my way today, or whatever. And I turn it on, and there you are, and there's your daughter running up a hill in waist high grass <laughs> to a little house in the prairie music. Or there you are when you and I were in Canada together, and it's yeah. negative 38, and somehow you made your plane, and I didn't. I'm still angry about that. <laughs> and I had to fly through Atlanta during the night of the Super Bowl and all this crazy stuff. And so I'm sitting there feeling sorry for myself, and, and I, I turn on Facebook, and here you come around your den. And all of a sudden, these kids like start coming from behind like the couch, and you're throwing them across the room and making kung fu noises, and and it just melted me. Oh, sweet! You know, I'm just like, that's what it's about. Like, I'm here in this moment. Let me enjoy it. Let me not wallow in what I don't have or what. But just it evangelized to me. It said, I can't wait to get home. Mm. I can't wait to do what he just did with my kids. Like, mm. my moves probably aren't as good, but like, I'm gonna work. <laughs> 
but but seriously, like, and that's what it is to be a man. We we think I got to do it my own way. I've got to I got to make my own path. But but it's really being open, and and that's that true masculinity is is to say, yeah, you may not agree with me, and yeah, it, it, I may be different and have to walk a different path. But that's why Jesus said, like, the world will hate you mm-hmm. because it hated me, mm-hmm. and it's that call to masculinity, that ma- that true manhood. To know what is right and what is good, and to live it in our lives through everything. Yeah, yeah. Oh, praise God, brother! Follow me for a day. It's a roller coaster ride. <laughs> right. But I, I know, you know, and the whole head to my heart, trickle down. That's the prayer every day. Um, the the thing about being a husband and father is that the opportunities are abounding, right? Yeah. And uh, His mercies are new every morning. Start fresh. Yeah. But to just say, like these. These little ones that surround me and whoever's listening in whatever age, you know, or whatever vocation, the persons around me are um, speaking something to me. And my posture, the more receptive I am, uh, the more the, the chisel can work. And, mm-hmm. you know, Michelangelo talked about the, the David, the 13 foot high David that's in Florence, yeah. this amazing sculpture. It was this big block of marble that had a few chips and nobody wanted to work with it. Too big, too clunky. It's a mess. Well, he said, I see something in there. I see he's in there and it's got to get him out. And that was the David, one of the most famous sculptures in the world. So like, look at yourself that way. You're feeling like a blockhead, pun intended there. It's like, (laughs) Lord, okay, what right now today in my life, what's in your toolbox? What are you going to do? And uh, Oswald Chambers is this great Protestant um, pastor from a couple hundred years ago. But he said, uh, get into the habit of saying, speak, Lord, and life becomes a romance. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty awesome way to live, right? Yeah. Speak, Lord, life becomes romance. Now, that, and that means, like, again, to get our, our our full manhood is to let the stuff come at us and like, and let it form us, whatever it might be, whatever our kids are going through, our spouses, or what just the culture itself. And I and I, we think about this. We've talked about this in workshops. Sure. Um, don't don't let the whole thing come to you via your smartphone or the yeah. news or listen to NPR or listen to Fox News or listen to AM radio, whatever it is, and just like, oh, and then it colors your whole day. All this stuff is so far away from you. Stick within the 12 feet around you yeah. and be attentive to the smell of the day, the weather, the feel of it, the the people yeah. around you, the coffee. If we get really grounded that way as men, because that's the stability of masculinity also, Yeah, is that I, I can settle, sit, I can be this rock. I mean, you know, there's a reason where Peter's named the rock. Yeah. It's a good thing about Which is that. Awesome, you know, it seems like, yeah, it is awesome. You can think, oh, this stubborn block, you know, rockhead. But yeah. no, there's stability. And that means that we get grounded and we um, become then ground for others to, to be able to stand on. My kids, you know, when I come in and I get bombarded, uh, I love it. And they're jumping all over me. And the, I love it every day, the whole WrestleMania that we do. But the playfulness that a man can enter into by using my strength and always like protecting. You know, like just the thrill of it all, training them for this wild ride that is human life, but also the tender hand. Sure. Uh, You know, a man who can do that. And I remember my own, you know, going back to my childhood and my father, there were these glimmers of that. And I can remember, I can still go back to it when I saw strength and tenderness. Mm -hmm. Um, What a a gift. And then you carry that on as a man. Right. The world's so thirsty for that stability, strength, but also tenderness attentiveness yeah, and it comes through gift like what you said being right. a gift and that that's that's the crazy thing like when when i've given talks and i talk about what happened in my life and i talk about we're all in a virtual prison cell right and yeah. we we want to of our own sins and our own anxieties and worries and, and and self-consciousness and all these things and we go to open that door and then the devil goes wait a minute wait a minute don't like everybody's gonna know everybody's gonna know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
and there's a peace on the other side where the devil tries to, to, to convince you that there's nothing but pain and comfort is in staying within that prison. Mm-hmm. And so as men, we think like, if I give of myself, then I don't get what I want, mm-hmm. right? Like then I'm, I'm taking away from myself. I deserve more. I, and, and when we become gift, it, it is, we, we start to see that like, no, my, my happiness, my joy comes from being for another. Like the, that's the thing. We're all looking for this thing. And you see guys that, that you know, alcoholism's at a high rate, the drug abuse. Like, I mean, that was part of my life. And it's, we were trying to fill a void. I, I want to feel love. I want to feel important. I want to feel necessary. And the thing is, you don't ever do that by looking to self. Mm-hmm. Like ever. That's how we get in these these bad places. And it's through this gift. And it's so hard for men. But when you live that, that's when you find it. Like my life, I make less money than I've ever made. I, I, I have less things. I, I There's just so much that's different in my life. But I'm happier than I've ever been. Mm-hmm. With less and everything is because every day, and Angela may go like, "You really need to work on this gift thing, all right?" But she, that might be her opinion. But I, I'm trying every day to say like, when I feel that, I'd rather go eat here, or I'd rather mm. I'd rather stay in bed longer, or you know what? If I don't, I hear the, I've heard the dryer buzz like 15 times, but maybe she'll get it, like <laughs> that kind of thing, right? That's when, a good practical example, right? Brother. When we get past that, like, and we begin like, yes, that's work, yes, that's that's hard, and it's difficult, and it goes everything that I feel in my life. We can. That's when you experience that love. Yeah. When God says you've given, now receive. Yeah. Right. And this is the path of virtue, right? It's this is not going to happen overnight. We're not going to just gonna flick a switch and stop. Yeah. But God puts in our path situations, experiences. Children are number one example. I call yeah. them secret agents of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> right. That they're dun, 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 and they're, they're going to find a way to get you better at yeah. it. They're saint makers. So right? yeah. Yes. Yeah, little saint making yeah. machines. And uh, they teach you patience very well as well. Oh my word. They <laughs> do. They really do. And they're, they're throwing up a mirror on you and you really see your true self. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But again, when you surrender to this, like this is gift and I'm meant to be gift, then you get these superpowers unlocked, you know, with mm-hmm. fatherhood that you start doing stuff um, that you never thought you could do. Yeah. Cause you were just so consumed with yourself. Like I, I can survive on three hours of sleep a night. Wow. I can get up at two in the morning instantly and attend to my child or my spouse or whatever it might be. But that's a habit that gets, it's gotta be formed in you over time. Sure. Um, it's just, we're, we're, we're salmon swimming upstream in this culture. That's like, why would you do what? Yeah. Like, well, you oh, look around I? and once you've been open to it, once you've met this and really started to live this theology of the body, some of this gift, like you start to see it around you, you're going like, man, I want to, I want to reach out because, like, you're you still have the the virtual reality lens on, right? Like mm-hmm. the, and that kills me. Like today, you look around, there's people walking around with their cell phone, like on a contraption on their face. <laughs> like the, what God made around us isn't good enough, <laughs> right, right? Right? Like right. I got to go somewhere else. No, like He's here, present, right in front of you each and every day, mm-hmm. in your interactions, in the most, in the good and the bad, mm-hmm. right? And we all shy away from the bad. Nobody wants to get pinched. Right, but but it's through the pinch that we learn, that you know that we feel, and and that uh, that not every feeling is going to be good, but right. but God's in all of it, you know. And so right. so I want to ask you, like, where would you start? Like, if you're a guy that's just like I know I'm selfish, I'm stubborn, and I'm we got a couple of minutes left. Like, where do I start as a man? Like, in your perspective, like just to yeah, be a gift. Yeah, I I and I said this this morning a little bit, but um, we. I, John Paul's my rock. John Paul is the rock star of my life. He's been a spiritual father for me since I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. And he's a man uh, who loved creation. And I keep, I, I, tell this, I say this all the time. God's first book to us was the gift of creation, mm-hmm. right? The, the first book. The scriptures are the next book. 
And then yeah. your, your personal life's experiences are the third book, really. And we should be leafing through the pages back and forth reading this stuff. But I think for a man to start to get the paradigm of the gift, get outside, get away from glass and steel for a little bit every day, right? Out of yeah. air-conditioned rooms, cars, you know, this sounds crazy, but walk on the grass. Take 10 minutes, go outside, look at creation. What are you going to see? Gratuitous, superfluous beauty spread out all over the place. And this is the father. Um, last fall, we have a huge maple in front of our house. And uh, we love doing this thing, catch the seeds. So we'll throw a football up and knock, and there'll be hundreds of maple seeds, the helicopter sure, spinning yeah. down. And uh, I just love that because it's just gratuitous superfluous beauty flying around all over the place and my kids jumping up trying to grab him and this is the father this is the first thing he wrote he made 50 billion galaxies 7 billion trillion stars i we're still discovering species in the world today like every week they say at least 50 new species are discovered in the world yeah, it's a 2019 are we done yet like this is ridiculous <laughs> but if we begin there we start soaking in this paradigm of gift this cosmology this cosmos that's just wild mm. with seemingly useless stuff this cannot but shape you this will yeah. form you and you'll realize like wow I, I gotta do this too i gotta waste my time with my family with my friends i gotta waste time with god in prayer i gotta waste more time and i'll be more fruitful yeah. try it anybody listening in <laughs> waste some time oh no, it's, it's and great you will advice. get back so much more You'll be more productive, more fruitful yeah. in your life, and you'll find your, your masculinity, you'll find your manhood. Yeah, and by looking at the, the true model of man, Jesus Christ on the cross, opened up, here's everything I am, everything for you, mm -hmm. my love for you pours out, now go and give it to others. And that's our call to be men. And it's just, you know, Bill, I, I'm so glad I get to experience life with you. Like, it just, I mean that. Like, it's just been such a blessing in my life, to my family, and to our men's group here locally and to thousands of men around the world. So thank you for that. You know, we're coming here to the end of the show. Um, for the guys out there, get out of yourselves. Like, mm. start looking at others. It's going to be hard. It was hard for me. I had to go through a lot. God had to literally put me in a jail cell to get me out of my own head. Mm. And thank God for that. But men, it can be done. You can live the life you were called to live, and that is to be a gift for others. That is where you will find yourself and what God really, truly made you to be which is a man, and there's your masculinity there. So thank you so much for being here, Bill. Victor, always thank you. And uh, we're going to close with a prayer. We're going to say our Father. So in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Our Father, who art, who art in heaven, heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at gmail.com. <laughs>